On today's edition of Rolling Home, we're going to talk about a great new resource that I discovered for RVers and van lifers. Why camping in a van is cool, and some initial details about my son's upcoming camper van build. Join me today as we tackle these topics and perhaps a few more on this edition of Rolling Home. a wonderful magazine recently called Rootless Living, which is about travel, remote working, and adventure. And I don't know how long this magazine has been published, but co-founders Demin Ross, who's the publisher, and Nikki Kurt, editor-in-chief, have done a wonderful job in putting together a nice publication about RV wandering lifestyle. Just to give you an example of what this magazine includes, in the January-February edition, there's articles about adding a pet to your RV, there's recipes, how to build the perfect campfire, boondocking, the good, the bad, and the ugly, unique road trip stops in America, the case for trailer life, hashtag trailer life, five RV renovation tips for full-time living, Exiting the rental market by living tiny, RV office tips, and six actionable steps for saving and budgeting on a variable income. You know, and also, uh, also I added this one, there's also one on seasonal work, finding seasonal work on the road, the public's responsibility on public lands, and many, many more great articles including several from RV travelers themselves and boondockers. I thought that was great. Of course, the article about boondocking, the good, bad, and the ugly, immediately caught my eye. Author Rachel Telson, who states in her bio that she's, quote, passionate about inspiring others to get outside and start exploring, unquote, does a good job of presenting the pros and cons of boondocking. Listed under the good, Telson states, besides the joy of being immersed in epic locations, another incredible thing about boondocking is the cost. It's free. A number of items listed under the bad are familiar to all those who boondock. Bad cell signals and hotspot sketchy service, uh, getting groceries and laundry done, trash, getting your mail on the road, those sort of things. Telson list the ugly as being water conservation and usage and the challenging uh, way that we have to manage gray and wa black water tanks. But despite the challenges, Telson is hooked on boondocking, as I am, and concludes, boondocking has been the experience of a lifetime for me and I can't wait to see what else it has in store. Sure, it presents a lot of challenges, but for me, the pros outweigh the cons and I wouldn't have it any other way. There's a whole world waiting out there for you to explore, and it's only a decision away. Well, it says that Rootless Living is actually a printed magazine. You can get it printed 
Uh, it has a way to order it there in the magazine itself. But the one I got was electronic. I got it from my local library. And, of course, when I saw it, I thought, wow, this sounds pretty cool. So uh, I checked it out and uh, thought it was a great resources that I might want to make you uh, aware of. You know, you might be able to get it at your local bookstore or who knows, at the grocery store or whatever. But uh, uh, keep, keep a lookout for Rootless Living. I think it's something you would enjoy. I got to thinking the other day, just why is camping in a van so cool? Well, one of the absolute coolest things I did as a young boy, and I suspect some of my listeners did as well, was to organize an exclusive, politically incorrect all-boys club. And no all-boys club is complete without a clubhouse, right? Well, our clubhouse was inside some very tall and large bushes along the edge of a city park. It didn't take much effort to make a pathway into the bushes and set up our, our clubhouse, the bushes, and I wish I knew what uh, variety that they were. They were thick but not sticky and easily hollowed out for our secret retreat. Inside, we used boards and old scavenged furniture for our furnishings. You know, the bushes were so thick, in fact, when it, unless it rained really, really hard, the area inside the clubhouse stayed relatively dry, at least in the minds of a bunch of 10-year-olds at the time. Well, I think back at that clubhouse and why it was cool uh, for me as a young boy. Uh, you know, it was for a number of reasons, just like van life is today. It was my getaway pad, hanging out with your friends, uh, in the bedroom of your parents' house is one thing, but having your own place to get away is something altogether different. I like the closeness and the compactness of the clubhouse. For a young boy, the clubhouse had everything I could ask for. It was a hideaway of sorts. It housed super secret items of our exclusive club. And we could go there and drink all the soda pop we wanted, and we ate sweet tart jawbreakers to our heart's desire without any parents looking on. And, of course, we talked about boy stuff, guy stuff, and how we hated girls and stuff like that. Uh, ultimately, it was my space and, of course, uh, my friend's space. And it was sort of like a spaceship, a pirate ship, or whatever we decided for it to be that week. You know, Camperman, in many ways, is like these things. And, you know, it's among the smallest of the RVs, and that's part of its, uh, you know, charm and appeal. Well, anyway, you may think this is a silly comparison, but it, it came to thought, it came to my mind as I was thinking about band life the other day, and I just thought it would be something interesting that I could share, and it may be, you know, close to some experience that's, that some of my readers, uh, my listeners have uh, out there. Well, my son has bought a van, and it's an old used church van, and he's in the initial stages of converting it into a camper van. Uh, a number of years ago, we started getting together as a family around Labor Day. And it just happened to be, uh, you know, we camped, uh, planned a camp. And the first year we went, we all camped in tent camps, uh, tents. And, and it was, you know, wonderful and no rain or anything like that. And it worked out real well. Well, the next year... Uh, we happened to have our uh, van at that time, and of course we camped in our van, but then my son, he camped in a tent, and it was so hot uh, that summer, uh, or that Labor Day, and 
uh, I think we decided then that perhaps, you know, Labor Day camping might not be the best uh, moving forward. So anyway, um, the van that my son bought uh, is a 2000 3500 Dodge passenger van with a little more than 50,000 miles. The van has been very well taken care of and I think it'll make an adequate platform for a camper van build out. Uh, probably the worst thing about the whole van is it, uh, you know, it has a little bit of maybe a little bit of surface rust on the outside. Uh, it's a white van, so it should be pretty easy to paint if he wants to do it himself or have someone do it. But um, anyway, my son isn't, you know, sure exactly what he'll do with the van, but for now, He's in the process of removing the rear seats and the carpet and plans to add some insulation and use it for that camping experience, either at Labor Day or whatever he decides to do in the future. And uh, he's agreed to allow me to share on upcoming podcast details about his van build. And I'm thinking this would be the perfect time to start doing maybe a YouTube video series. So be looking for that in the future. I think uh, YouTube would be uh more appropriate for this because i can visually show what he's doing with his van and of course i'll also uh, repurpose it as a podcast as well but i'll i can provide links for some for those that want to go check out the youtube uh, video on it well that's all i have for today please consider liking following subscribing depending on your platform and visit the rolling home podcast uh website or blog at rollingforhome.wordpress.com. Drop me a note uh, about what you like and maybe what you want to see in future episodes, and I'll be glad to consider that. And remember, home is where you park it. See you again soon on another edition of Rolling Home.